0: Manimal here. It's Tuesday, November 28th, and today on Texas Rangers with the Boys, we're going to go around the league and talk about all the goings-on in the league today. We're also going to have our big year-end award special. So we're going to name some awards after some former Rangers, and we're going to give them out to current Rangers. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the Boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garber. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the
1: Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. And welcome to another special edition. We are going to give out for the first time the first annual Texas Rangers with the boys End of year awards, and you guys are going to love these awards. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Kevin Frazier, aka YBK, your boy Kev. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F R A Z I E R. You can follow Texas Rangers with the Boys on social media at TX Rangers a WTV. And don't forget to check out the website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Hey, and joining me just as pumped and as excited about today's show as I am, the 300-pound animal, aka Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social media?
0: Well, I'm uh, I'm doing quite well today. We're talking baseball. Some some baseball transactions go down today. Some some cool uh, cool stuff going down on the international scene and. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about all of that, and then we've got these awards, and these are some these are some tremendous names that we've come up with for these awards, uh, so I hope everybody uh, likes that, maybe even appreciates it, I don't know, you know, who knows, just some old Ranger fans or whatever, but before we get started on all that, uh, you can follow me on the social medias x slash twitter manimal bull instagram manimal 300 and both facebook and tiktok bull pro so whatever your favorite platform of social media is find me on there and we'll uh we'll talk about like i don't know justin foscue or something
1: awesome awesome well i'm gonna go ahead before we jump off into these awards i think we're both all of a sudden we are randomly like man what are we gonna talk about today and then we started putting this stuff together uh, all the hours and hours of time that we put <coughs> in work today. And we got M- Upwards ourselves-
0: <laughs> of 23 hours since we did the last show, for sure.
1: Well, and we got ourselves super pumped about this, just talking about these awards and the names. So um, before we jump into that, though, you've got some good some good around the league news. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to you.
0: Yeah, first off, um, today both Shota Imanaga and uh, Naoyuki Yu- Yuansawa were both posted by their uh, teams in Japan. Uh, Imanaga is a left handed starter. Yuasa- Yuasawa is a uh, right handed starter. Both going to be 30 years old for next baseball season. Both interesting guys. Uh, both have good swing and miss stuff, and uh, they're both going to be uh, interesting. Uh, obviously, Yamamoto is the uh, the priority piece coming from over there, but there's some good secondary pieces coming behind him. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, those guys uh, posted today, 45-day window. So we'll know in the next month or so, and it probably won't take that long. Um, also, uh, Jason Hayward. Back to the Dodgers on a one-year, $9 million contract. So that's kind of just a drop in the bucket for a utility guy that's going to play pretty decent for you and play uh, all three outfield positions at a premium. So, um, you know... Probably a pretty easy decision for the Dodgers and for Jason Hayward. He's already gotten paid in the big leagues. The idea that he can keep getting $9 million at this point in his career, probably a bonus for him after his uh, Cubs disaster contract.
1: Yeah. Well, disaster for the Cubs, not for him. Um, Also there was a big pitching signing uh, from what I understand uh, that happened today. And I don't think we've got to talk about that one either.
0: Yeah, um, the Cardinals, who we talked about last week uh, about this time signing Lynn and and Gibson, and and kind of being disappointed on those guys being the the these big signings for St. Louis. They go out, they sign Sonny Gray today. Which, I mean, you know, I don't hate Sonny Gray. I think he's going to be a good piece, but you know, $25 million a year for Sonny Gray. It seems a little astronomical, but he had a good season last year, was in the uh, Cy Young race, so he can put himself in that top pitcher position, but uh, not enough consistency over the course of his career for me to, to think that at 34, 35 and 36, he's going to be healthy those years. I always, I thought about it this way and, and, um, when I was talking to my brother about it earlier, it's like, okay, say the Rangers had Dane Dunning and uh <clears throat> Andrew Heaney locked and in for next year, right? Those are the guys in the rotation that you've got locked in. And see why it's like, all right, guys, we went out and we got Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, and Sonny Gray to fill in those other three spots. Would you be stoked about that? I mean, I wouldn't be. I would be like, what? Like, that's – I mean, yeah. it's an okay rotation, but it's nothing to get excited about. I mean, I think we were more excited about the idea of being able to push Dane Dunning out of the rotation and into the bullpen than we were than we ever were about like him being, you know, like gosh, in that rotation, like the, the second starter.
1: Well, I th- I think, you know, there there's a couple of, you know, context as King. And I think the first uh, the first thing, like, I would say, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm like, well, I'd rather Montgomery and Flaherty uh, and then Sonny Gray. Like, give me that. I'll take that. Um, and also, you know, the other thing is that, you know, uh, he who shall not be named um, who was here prior to Bruce Bochy, I mean, if that's my coach, uh, no. I mean, I'm like, okay, well where there it is you know like 500 um or, or less or less but with Bochy, i think it's a, it would be a different story so i think the manager also kind of plays a bit of a part here too and and uh we don't have to go down the rabbit hole of the similarities between he who shall not be named and uh that oh, guy yeah, that guy over there in St. Louis. So well, I don't know why we can't
0: talk about Chris Woodward. He got him a nice rebound job somewhere up in the front office with the Dodgers. I mean, maybe managing isn't for everybody, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. To me, I, I just there's a lot of question marks left. But the, you know, it, it kind of sounds like they may not be done. I saw they were shopping Mats a little bit. Stephen Mats might be a guy that you know i would be maybe interested in it the, the back end of the bull or the back end of the rotation or out of the bullpen early but uh probably not um i can't imagine that he's got a ton of value right now so you're going to be buying low so i would not you know that might be one of the reasons why i wouldn't hate it but uh yeah I, I not exactly you know the the thing that i would say you know the the route that i would take but uh, you know, that's the route they're going. And, you know, as a Cardinal fan, I guess you could be a little bit more excited about the idea of it being that than, you know, what they had last year. But but who knows? I mean, a lot of underperformers last year uh, traded Montgomery at the deadline. The, uh, same thing with Flaherty. Uh, so, you know, they, they got underperformances from everywhere. Didn't hurt that uh, they were counting on Adam Wainwright to not have a nine and a half ERA or whatever. So, you know, it, it was a rough go for for the Redbirds pitching last year, and they're focused on it at this point. But um, I don't know that it makes them that good. But uh, the NL Central isn't the AL West.
1: Well, um, I'm not chiming in on this because i want to talk about these awards. Fair enough. <laughs> you ready to do this? All That's right, good. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to segue <laughs> us into this segment because I'm going to get every single one of our listeners super pumped up. Uh, about what we're about to go through. So we did, uh, we, we've we been talking about doing this for probably two months now, uh, long before the World Series, about, like, our end-of-year awards. And at first we were like, all right, well, you know, we're going to do our MVP and, you know, just kind of like, you know. So And I was like, man, you know, let's let's spice it up. So we came up with 10, 10 awards for this team. Yes, 10, but I think you're going to love every bit of it. And they're each going to be a little more unique than just like Cy Young type or top pitcher, top hitter. Um, And these awards, interestingly enough, Bull, like these awards are are good for year to year because you always seem to have one of these guys on your team, it seems like, every year. And if you don't, that tells you something about your squad that you might not be that good of a team. So um, without further ado, you ready to jump into it?
0: You want to name off the 10 awards and then we'll go into them?
1: Okay, we can do that. So I'm going to name them off. Uh, we didn't have a format, so we're just going to name. I'm going to roll with it. So here we go. The first award is going to be the Michael Young Glue Guy Award. And, again, if you're a Ranger fan long-term, none of this, this will all make sense to you. If you're not a Ranger fan, perfect time. Bust out baseball. Do research, yeah. yeah, do some research. And, and these are guys that you will love to, to, to know their names. Uh, The second award is going to be the Juan Gonzalez RBI Hunter Award. Um, For you video game nerds, we have the Monster Hunter. Well, we have an RBI Hunter uh, Award. Third, we have the Pudge Rodriguez Genetic Freak Award. And we'll tell you a little bit about what each of these awards actually means as we go into them. The fourth award is going to be the Nolan Ryan Intimidator Award. The fifth is going to be the Adrian Beltre Glove Gimmick Award. Sixth award is going to be the Cliff Lee trade deadline dog award. Seven is going to be the Ian Desmond. Thanks for your contribution award.
0: <laughs> I know we <laughs> contemplated that being Todd Zeal, but then I yes. realized that Todd Zeal actually was sent here at the deadline and ended up spending more than a year here, so we we couldn't use Todd Zeal. But you know, yeah, was, these last. I'm, I'm a Todd Zeal admirer from a distance.
1: Well, and then number eight, we've got the Danny Santana. Better not try that again. Uh, Better No, the Danny Santana, better not try and get another one award, which we'll explain. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, uh, that's pretty recent. So, I mean, Danny Santana should be fresh in a lot of people's minds, right?
1: Right, right. And then just what that award means. And then nine, the Mike Hargrove, who is this guy award. Uh, And then the 10th award, uh, we're going to actually – create. We'll
0: unveil that one, yeah. We can't tell you about that one until the end of the show, so you're going to have to hang around till the end to hear about that.
1: Yeah, this award, we're going to create an award this year, name it after one of our current Rangers, because we think uh, that this will kind of be one of those legendary guys that sticks around uh, in the minds of Ranger fans uh, for the rest of our collective Ranger fan lives. So, um, Without further ado, are you ready to get kicked off with award number one?
0: Let's do it.
1: Yeah, most of these were unanimous. Um, A few of these we kind of went back and forth over a few uh, guys. So we'll we'll mention those guys as well, but but why and why we went with these awards. So the first award, the Michael Young Glue Guy Award. um, I think this is basically the award for like the guy that kind of held the team together all year. Well, and it
0: could have been, yeah, it could have been more than just the guy that we picked for this award too. It could have been there were another, there were handfuls of guys, you know, a guy that could have been, uh, that would have been up for this award. In my opinion, Will Smith might have been up for this award.
1: Dane, um, Dunning, another one that would Dane have been
0: Dunning is a guy that might be up for this award, and uh, you know, on that offensive side, yeah, that offensive side of the ball, you know, maybe, maybe like a a Mitch Garver or somebody like that could have been up for this award, but I think we ended up picking the right guy.
1: Yeah. And I think the big one is, is that, you know, if he's a glue guy, that means he's been holding, he held us together for the whole year. And I think that, you know, the 162 games that uh, Marcus Simeon played, I think for me was what sealed the deal because no matter what happened all year, no matter what the trials, no matter what the ups, no matter what the downs, Marcus Simeon was up there batting leadoff for this thing, out there playing second base, and you could set your watch by him. And I think he's well-deserving of the Michael Young, the first annual Michael Young Glue Guy Award, and that goes to Mark to Marcus Simeon.
0: Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he was the guy that you could count on day in, day out when guys got hurt, he was going to be in that lineup. And, you know, he could also be uh, definitely a candidate for this next award too.
1: You know, he, yeah, that's funny. You bring that up because he was another, yeah, I agree. The the Juan Gonzalez RBI Hunter Hunter award. I think he had, you probably had three guys in this, this conversation with maybe a couple of honorable mentions uh you know, Mitch Garver could be an honorable mention here. Jonah Heim, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um uh, this conversation. Um, Josh Young could have been Josh, a guy in the conversation. Yes. Um yep. but I think the three guys Peter, that were definitely.
1: Oh, Go
0: ahead. Oh, I I uh, I would say the three guys that would be uh on up for this award would be Marcus Simeon. Corey Seager, and the guy that we decided to give the award to, Adalas Garcia.
1: Yeah, man. How many times this year did he seem to have another gear when there were runners on base? All yeah, year? It, all it, year.
0: It seems like with runners in scoring position, Garcia goes up there with a little bit more uh, intensity, more more focus. And, uh, you know, he, he like, like the award's namesake, Juan Gonzalez, he's up there hunting them. He's trying to he's trying to drive runs in whenever he gets that opportunity and and man he did in spades this year didn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think um, one of the cool parts about our awards that makes ours better I think or gooder than the uh, merit than the uh, what it is MLB awards is that playoffs matter uh, to us so uh, we're, we're going to be completely uh, lumping all of that in together um, because it matters um, so. Let's move on to the Ward number three, and I'll explain this one: the Pudge Rodriguez genetic freak award. Pudge Rodriguez, I mean, had a cannon for an arm. Early in his career, he had wheels like he could run the bases. Uh, he could field. He could. He had a. He could literally destroy line drives to every part of the field. Hit for power. Hit for average. Just, just a genetic marvel, dude. Like, it just, just had all the tools. And so um, we're going to give this award to the guy that that just really just awe-inspired you on the field and with the 115-mile-an-hour exit velocity, uh, you know, turning on pitches on a dime. I mean, I had to rewind a few times just to watch it because I was like, that looked like it sped up to, like, fast-forward, like, in real time. Um, So the Genetic Freak Award is going to go to none other than the freak himself, Corey Seager. I mean, yeah,
0: this award it could have went to you know a couple of different guys on the team. I mean, we know that Adalys Garcia is is has become a, a genetic marvel to the case to the point where uh, teams that uh, are getting beat by the Rangers would prefer to just claim that he's on steroids instead of working hard as a as a professional mm-hmm. athlete. Um, I uh, so Garcia definitely could have been on that list. Um, Jacob DeGrom could have totally been that guy, um, uh, on a year where he's a hundred percent healthy and 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 plays a full season. But yeah, it's got to be Corey Seeger this year. I mean, just what he did at the plate, and I mean, uh, no one wanted to pitch to him. And and like you were saying, I mean, he he it seemed like he turned on every fastball, and then the balls that he didn't turn. On he was shooting into the right end of the left field gap, so you know, I mean, just a a freak this year and what he did for the Rangers. I mean, you know, it'll never be, I mean, it'll always be remembered with what the season entailed and and what he did,
1: yeah. It and you, you mentioned, you know, a Dallas Garcia, uh, on this list. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, another guy that that probably doesn't necessarily come to mind to everybody offhand, but I think of is uh, Leody Tavares uh, because speed, got the cannon, hits power to all fields. Like he's a genetic freak himself. Um, you know, so he, he's a guy that you might not have thought of on this list. Well, he and another
0: guy of- too that uh, comes to mind when you think about strength is Nate Lowe
1: or Araldis or, or Chapman. My God. Like, Very talk true. about a genetic marvel. Like, that dude has more gift, baseball gift, than maybe anybody, at least as far as, like, just just pure arm in general, maybe more gifted than anybody in the history of the game. So, a lot of guys could have been this guy, but obviously Seeger uh, went ahead and took it home. Um, all right, number four, the Nolan Ryan Intimidator Award. Um we, 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 I, I want to go ahead and let you make your case because you had a really good case, um, for for one of these guys. We could have had um, back to back awards. This,
0: for... this was definitely a compromise here for the award. Um, because when I think of the most intimidating guy on the Rangers roster, I think Corey Seager. I, I and, and I think when, when thought of with Nolan Ryan. Is that like, this is the pitching award. And to me, I didn't ever even think about it like that. I didn't even think of it being a pitcher's award. I thought of it more as like, who's intimidating? Who do you not want to face when you see the Rangers? And, uh, you know, I, I thought Corey Seager, but I was, uh, I was easy to defer to the guy that we decided to go with.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we had to get a pitcher on here for sure um and i felt like if anybody reminded me of nolan ryan this year it's got to be the big, the big boy straight from the same hometown from alvin texas nathan evaldi dude the facial expressions the intensity the focus i mean you couldn't it couldn't have been more obvious uh i mean there there were so many instances this year where it just you could just tell like he was in a zone and uh, you wouldn't have wanted to be on the other side uh, of him in some of those games against the Yankees and some of those games uh, down the stretch in the ALCS uh, in the World Series. So Nathan Ivaldi, well-deserved, gets the Nolan Ryan Intimidator Award. And what better guy to get the first year than a guy from the same dadgum hometown pitching for the same team? It just doesn't get any better than that.
0: And a couple of other guys that could have definitely been on this uh, 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 contender on this, uh, Araldus Chapman. Oh, uh, um, I would also I would also like to point out that uh, um, Adalys Garcia could probably have been okay. on this list as well because there was nothing more intimidating than him in Game Six and Game Seven of the <laughs> ALCS. Nothing. I uh, asked ask the Astros. They were talking about Altuve and what he had did to the Rangers, but what Garcia did to the Astros was far more impressive.
1: Probably strike fear in their hearts for the rest of their fandom. So you can't complain about you got you got to give some credit there. You, you got to also think about uh, another guy that comes on comes to mind. Mitch Garver's is another one that when he's in the zone, dude, it's like what do you do what what do you do with this guy? Um, so, you know, and even, and even for a, for a quarter of a season or less, Evan Carter was another guy that's like, what the heck he, what do you got What do you do with this guy? But, uh, yeah, also and,
0: and, and maybe even Jose Leclerc there at the end of the season, um, yeah. he might've been smiling at you, but he was, he was intimidating with the stuff.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's move on into our fifth award and then we'll take a quick break and then come back and finish it off here. The Adrian Beltre Glove Gimmick Award. Uh, We couldn't have any, uh, we can not have awards without having some mention of a gimmick uh, in it. And if you don't know what that is, that's okay. Uh, Our wrestling fans will, but also it's the Texas Rangers with the boys kind of thing. And obviously this award speaks for itself. And gosh, with the Rangers being such an amazing defensive team this year, I mean, this, I mean, you're talking Jonah Heim, Nathaniel Lowe, you're talking Corey Seager, Josh Young, Adolis Garcia. I mean, even Leody, Leody Tavares. Leody Tavares, Evan Carter can be on this list, and I want to say even uh, wasn't Nathan Ivaldi like one of the better fielding pitchers this year. Um,
0: so, well, like, and just if you want to just take that one play that Jordan Montgomery made in the playoffs. Oh, oh man, the,
1: yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
0: It, it definitely got some consideration from me, but uh, um, at the oh. end of the day. I feel like even though he didn't win a gold glove and, and I and he didn't win a gold glove in a league that had or in a position where the Platinum Glove Award winner was uh just ahead of him, right? Uh Marcus Simeon. To me, like he just I mean, it solidifies what a second baseman should be and, and, you know, turns everything and uh, it just makes all the plays. And, and, and you just got to love that. And I mean, he could have very easily won a gold glove and nobody would have, you know, been too upset about it, maybe outside of a couple of hardcore Cleveland fans.
1: Hey, do you remember two? I remember two plays, but one off the top of my head. Maybe we were playing the White Sox. I don't remember. But it was early in the season, and somebody hits pop fly. Uh, right hander sprays a pop fly out there into that that no man's land between right right uh, right center and second base, and it's just kind of hanging up there. And he like he like does this like slide, <coughs> thing, does a slide thing, turns around and makes like a crazy throw. And I was just like, at that point, I was like, "He's the best fielding second baseman in baseball. I don't care what anybody says. It, it's just one play well, and, and, for and, me. Of course, that's not the real case, but he did some stuff this year that just absolutely the play
0: against Houston, where he made a diving play up the middle and got an out on on a ball that should have there should have been no way that that was uh, that that was a uh, an out." That play right there, that was the one that sticks out to me. Um, and it might have been Arizona in game one of the World Series where he made a great play up the middle to keep him down two. I can't remember exactly where it was, but that was a big-time play.
1: Yeah, you just and, and it's funny because I think this is also, too, kind of like what watching every game does for you because there's really – I don't have a stat I don't to back it up or a fielding percentage – don't know how many errors off the top of my head that he'd made or ter- double plays turned. But, you know, I watched him many times throw across his body when his momentum was going towards second base, throw across his body and throw a laser to first base and get out. It's just the amount of outs that he saved at second base uh, was, was just amazing. So, hey, real quick, I'm sure we're, we're, we're going a little long here, but we would be remiss to talk about Friday. December 1st it's upcoming we're literally what three days away
0: yeah at this point it's uh, Tuesday Friday is just around the corner a couple of days away we're going to be uh getting the ring up and getting some maintenance on it in the next couple of days and uh it's all shaping up real nicely for the winter classic or the Matt. yeah the winter classic from Matt War Pro this Friday Martin House Brewing Company come on out Join us in the tap room early for some Matt War Pro-inspired body slammer uh, IPA. And then uh, come on out back, watch some wrestling, have a good time, and enjoy uh, a big-time wrestling show that's going to be uh, a very interesting, fun tag team tournament. We're also going to have a heavyweight title t- uh uh, contract signings, so if you've ever watched any wrestling show ever, you know how much fun those end up being regardless of how, is, how nonchalant and stuff they should be. So, um, it's going to be a big night. Our uh, our our friends over at Starry Ice Cream are going to be out with the desserts. They're going to have food trucks out and about so you can get it. So, bring your appetite, bring your sweet tooth, come out and watch some wrestling, bring your beer tooth too, right, and get take you some of those Body slammer is home with you.
1: Love it, love it. So, all right, let's continue. And, and just so you know, The boys will be out in full force. And uh, also, my co-host from earlier, the thirty, the twenty-five to thirty-pound manimal, uh, should be in attendance. As
0: yeah, I feel like he's been like twenty-five pounds for a full year now. So, I mean, the kid's
1: well. Got him that's grown, that's so. the stage he's in. They grow. What happens is they when they start getting taller, their weight doesn't necessarily go up. They just start getting taller. So he's getting taller. But he's not. Well, I
0: mean, he's probably about like. I mean, what about the height he's going to get for, for good, right? At well, remember
1: he's got his mom's genetics too, and she's pretty tall. Okay, uh,
0: so that's fair. He's
1: got something going for him in that regard. So he doesn't have. He's not stuck with the. Uh, you know, with the. We're
0: we're just going to at this point call him ten percent of the real thing. Thirty, okay. 30 pound manimal. We'll definitely be out there. I'll probably make sure we can get him beating up some guys if we can start him early. I'll mm-hmm. get him in the swing of things early. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a big time. I can't wait. It's good. I mean, I always get so excited about these Matt War Pro shows because they're so good. They're so fun. They're so well booked. They're all the good things that about pro wrestling and, and you know, I mean, I I don't want to say that I'm all of that, but um, I, I I like to enjoy that stuff.
1: Well. Um I am gonna be excited about it and we hope to meet some of you people out there. So number six, you guys ready? Number six, the Cliff Lee trade deadline dog award. And obviously, Ooh. which which player at the trade deadline that we traded for during the season doesn't have to be at the trade deadline, but the idea is you know, an, an in-season trade that we made that made the biggest difference. Um, there's only really, in my opinion, there's really only two guys that could, could be on this list. And one of them stands head and shoulders, I think above the other one.
0: Well, yeah. And the, uh, you know, there's, I mean, I guess technically about five guys that you could put on the list and, and, and it was really hard for me to not put my vote down for Austin hedges. Oh, it was tough because I, you know, for more reasons than anything, just to find out what that number was on his ass. (laughs) if anything else uh, but anyways you know pretty easy decision if uh, when Scherzer came over here he had a couple of injury issues that uh, kind of prevented him from being the pitcher that I think he wanted to be as a Texas Ranger this season and we'll get a chance to see next season as a Texas Ranger but at the end of the day it had to be Jordan Montgomery. Uh Chris Stratford did help in the bullpen some down the stretch, but uh he kind of lost the, they kind of lost confidence in him down the in the in the playoffs and you know that made it a real easy decision to make Jordan Montgomery that guy.
1: Ooh. Well and don't forget Rawlis for Chapman. Um we're not we're not holding that band without him. So he he's he to me was probably the second guy, and then I put Scherzer in at third and then everybody else. Uh of course we all love Austin but Uh, Yeah, definitely uh, Jordan Montgomery and we're, you know, I'm holding out that we're going to get that announcement uh, any day now that he is uh, decided to come back um, to the Texas Rangers. We obviously know we're probably around 25, 25 25-ish a year uh, in at least, at least
0: five or six years.
1: Yeah. At least. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going with this years with you. Um, So Let's move on to this next one. The next next two awards might be might be the uh, you know the I wouldn't say favorite, but just some of our more creative work here. Um, The number seven award is the Ian Desmond. Thanks for your contribution award. Yeah, uh, go ahead. And
0: what what this means is a guy that's here on a one year contract that. You don't expect to be back. You signed him on a one year. If things went super well, you might give it a shot. But, uh, um, Ian Desmond had one really, really, really beautiful year here in Texas. And, uh, the Rangers won a lot of ball games that year. And, uh, he went on to, to, uh, I wouldn't say greener pastures. That's not the word that I would use at all. Um, in Colorado, but he did make a whole S load of money. So, uh, good for him. But, uh, for us this year, I mean, there's a handful of guys. There's a, there's a bunch of guys that uh, um, could be that dude uh, early in the year or m- middle of the year. It looked like it might be Will Smith. Right. Um. There was a time where it looked like Travis Jankowski might be that guy that, hey, look, uh, you know, yeah, but, it, you know, he's playing so far above his head. I mean, we talked about it all the time how, I mean, Gosh, we loved what Jankowski did, and thank God it was happening on the field. But that's not the player he normally is. Right. Uh, so I think the the award this for this one goes to uh, Robbie Gro or yeah Robbie Grossman.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I don't disagree. And and it's funny because again, like sometimes the numbers and the stats just do not tell the story. I think the one stat for Grossman that'll tell you that does tell you the story is uh, his average against lefties um that that tells you a big story but also like opening day you know we're out there all is everyone's pumped jacob de grom's on the mound and you know robbie grossman pretty much won that game i mean he he
0: got him right back (laughs) in it for sure and and
1: he had a moment that that we're not going to forget for the rest of our lives man no i
0: hugged a stranger
1: yeah we we hugged strangers
0: yeah, um, that's what it, that's what it's all about, really. At the end yeah. of the day, is is fighting a new stranger to hug at a ball game, and uh, you know, uh, both of the big games that I went to this year that were involved opening day and the playoffs. I mean, you, you just make friends with that guy next to you because at some point you're gonna you're already sitting close enough together at the stadium. There, I mean, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna hug. It's just yeah, what it is.
1: yeah. There's there's probably gonna be a hug that does break out. Um, but, yeah, Robbie Grossman, well-deserving. Um, so many times this year he made kind of just those like – Contributions. Yeah, just un, unwritten, like unspoken type stuff, like stuff that you just – if you're not watching the games and you don't really keep up with it day to day, you're not seeing, you know, the sack fly or the really good at bat, you know, that ran the pitch count up that the next guy got the advantage on or
0: just – Or what he um, did the left-handed pitching all season.
1: Right, you're right. Just destroying lefties when you know certain players on the team didn't hit lefties at all. Um, it, it, yeah, no, you're right, and and we're really happy for it. Uh, and I think it, this one and the next one, kind of. This next
0: one's fun. I think.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun, and, and who knows? It may not go year to year, and we may change it to another one as the years goes on. But for now, uh, I love this one. The Danny Santana, better not try and get another one award. So what this is, is what is the guy on the team that overproduced on expectations, and you know, you just don't 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 drink the Kool-Aid, because uh, remember Danny Santana had like a just an awesome year. I mean, I don't even remember the stats. I'm pulling up here it was of- outrageous
0: though. it was yeah. outrageous for Danny Santana for sure it
1: was outrageous for any i mean it was a it was a, i think he was an all-star it's
0: like right? a 2790 season or something like that home runs and RBIs and hit 297 and i mean he was just he was incredible and then the next year he he came back to uh extreme life
1: right yeah well he was so here you go 283 324 534 28 home runs only time he hit double-digit home runs in his entire career, um, including the minors. No, wait. He did one and year. They got, of-
0: and they got sucked in, right? They got sucked in by that. And uh, they, they took a chance on Danny Santana for a, a little bit more, and it did not work out the way they wanted. The next year, he was a, a complete flop. So mm-hmm. who's that guy on this Rangers team that you don't want to take another chance on?
1: Yeah, and I mean uh one of the, the first guy that came to mind and I I I know it's gonna hurt a little feelings, but I'm a fan, but I'm still a fan and still would like to see him come back. But Mitch Garver came to mind. Um Well he's in a second
0: of, year with the team.
1: Yeah, well, I'm also thinking about guys that you could resign, you know, like okay. that are up for a contract. And you know, he he's a guy that like, well, I don't know, man, like it's risky. Uh, but I think we went with the right guy here. I think we both uh, both came to an agreement here, and I'll go ahead and let you uh, do the do the honors.
0: Well, I mean, we talked about him in the last award, and he kind of overproduced all season, and he, he ain't mad at it because it was a big, vital part of the team winning the championship, and he'll always be forever a, a, a champion here in Texas. But uh, Travis Jankowski, right? I, I can't imagine that we expect the same thing out of Jankowski next year that he does, did here. And on top of that, you're probably going to have to pay for it next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's just, we kind of knew that that was what was going on. But man, it's just big hit after big hit, big play, running the bases. I mean, really, every he pretty much did everything but like the power stuff, like homers and the big arm, you know, like everything else from running bases, quality at bats, key hits, key plays in the outfield. I mean, yeah, he was just kind of the the man of the hour. Many, and many- then and
0: then when Garcia got hurt in the playoffs or in the World Series, yep. he stepped in like Garcia didn't even uh, miss a bat.
1: Yeah, wild, wild man.
0: Well, but I can't imagine it happening again next year. So that's why I give him that this award.
1: And I, and I 100% agree with it. I think that's the right guy for this award. Uh, finally, our number nine. And w- w- if you can come up with a more creative name for this award, uh, but still capture the spirit of it, by all means do so. But the Mike Hargrove, who's this guy award. And that's kind of the award for the guy that, you know, the rookie, the, the guy coming out of, of minor leagues that, you know, unless you're listening to down on the farm with the boys, you may not know their name, um, maybe a new name to you, because, again, if you're just watching the big league club, uh, you might not catch wind of these guys. Obviously, uh, Evan Carter was in was in consideration for this award. Um, but at the end of the day, over 100 games, nearly 100 runs batted in. At one point in time, easily the rookie of the year, top candidate, Um we went ahead and went with Josh Young on this one. And, you know, you helped me out. What was, what was, what was, what made the decision for you?
0: Well, in the, in the Mike Hargrove spirit of play, you know, third baseman, third baseman, Mm. rookie of the year would have been rookie of the year without a freak line drive accident at third base. There that was my connection right there. And mm. uh for people that don't know, Mike Hargrove was uh the first ever award winner as a Texas Ranger um in the Texas Rangers franchise history. And it, it, it was uh rookie of the year. So that's why we went ahead and named this award after him. I know Neftali Felice also won a rookie of the year, but uh you know, Hargrove's got that history.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's pull up that rookie year for For Hardgrove. So his rookie season, 1974, 323 batting average, 395 on base, 424 slug, uh, six triples. How about that? Six triples with uh, 18. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Guy was getting around the base paths. And I think, you know, his, his, it became to be known. He came to be known for his discipline at the plate, uh, which, uh was became legendary so um you know big shout out to uh, Josh Young for that award honorable mention might go to Evan Carter uh, but man third base rangers rookie award got to go to the third baseman this first year for sure so Absolutely. um and this is a great opportunity uh talking about these prospects talking about the young players to give a quick shout out to our exclusive content it's called Down on the Farm with the Boys had you been listening to this show, you would know all about, uh, you know, Evan Carter, and if you're listening to the show right now, you know all about what's going on at AAA Round Rock because we just did a deep dive there. Double A Frisco just did a deep dive a couple weeks ago there, and just this week we dropped our High A Hickory uh, deep dive into uh, the minor league system. So lots of solid content crammed into less than an hour show most of the time and uh, basically all things minor league anything you need to know about the Rangers organization minor league just go subscribe dollar ninety nine per month just two bucks a month go in and then just binge it just you'll be you'll literally know more about the team than you ever thought you needed to know.
0: And, and- Sunday will be uh, Down East, the Down yep. East Wood Ducks of Kinston, North Carolina and uh, the uh, first half Carolina league champion this season
1: yeah and it's wild because every time we talk about what we're going to do each time we get to this each level I get pumped up all over again because so much good stuff is happening uh at the minor league level with this organization and it seems like they just get better and better so a uh, big shout out to whoever's doing all the developing down there at every level because you know they're doing a great job so go to our Spotify page or our website Texas Rangers with the Boys.com. all one word and subscribe today. All right, let's let's wrap it up. Let's take her home. Uh, Ref just gave us the Iggy, so it's time to uh, it's time to take her on home, brother. It's time to go into the big comeback. Clothesline, clothesline, clothesline. Drop kick, schoolboy. Um, so we're gonna create our an award this year and name it after a player that this year deserved that award, and then it's gonna forever carry that player's name because uh this one's a tough one because of such a historic season for the rangers it was a tough one because there are a a small like a small handful of guys that could totally have had this award named after them but one guy stood above the rest when it came down to crunch time when it came down to that last uh the home stretch when it came time to take it home brother um this guy uh, more than more than excelled, and obviously World Series MVP uh, Corey Seager. We're gonna have the Corey Seager Playoff Pillager Award this year. It's gonna go to him, obviously if it's named after him. But man, but there it was, wasn't a
0: guarantee that he was no. It was a tight
1: competition, year. man. Uh, obviously, the first other guy that comes to mind is Adol Adoliz uh, Chapman, Dallas Garcia.
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, uh, chat. Chappie maybe not quite in the uh, um, no. list of guys, but definitely a guy that we talked about quite a bit today on the show. But uh, you gotta say, Garcia could have definitely been that guy with what he did in the American League Championship Series and how he carried that thing through that that, that while Seeger did was a little bit down in that series. And mm-hmm. uh, but Seeger had, I mean, one night where he walked five times, he, he mm-hmm. uh, homered endlessly um when it when it mattered the most and uh, you know he he just uh um you know exemplified his own award so we had to give it to him this year but there was a chance you know i mean garcia eovaldi montgomery all three Not of nervous. those guys were right in the running with
1: him yeah i can't forget garver and the, the he didn't it wasn't a lot for garver but what he did do was like monumental especially that that uh that big home run the, in the grand B- slam yes yeah in the baltimore series so uh, a lot of names could have been on that list but we gotta we gotta give it to Corey seager um and uh you know again con- congrats to all these players <laughs> they they get their first uh, texas rangers with the boys first annual uh end of year awards and if i get some time uh i'll use my graphic design uh giftings to maybe make some like pseudo uh, player cards for these. And then next year, all we got to do is switch out the, uh, the, the names of the player and switch out the, uh, the uh, picture. And then we'll have like a little, you know, a little digital, a digital thing that will we'll pop up and throw maybe on our Instagram or something like that. But uh, we'll get something like that out there just for fun uh, to kind of put these somewhere where you can all go and or, where you guys can go and actually look at them. But um, a lot of fun doing the show. I got nothing else. It seems like every day there's more news coming out. We'll be off tomorrow, which will give us probably everything exciting. We'll probably happen tomorrow now that we're going to be off.
0: Yeah. And um, if it's exciting, we'll just pop on.
1: Exactly. But we have the, the, the sovereign right to uh, record a show whenever we feel like it. So if some exciting stuff goes down, especially regarding the Rangers, you can count on us to be jumping on here for it. So I got nothing else. You got anything else?
0: Uh, no, just congratulations to all our award winners this year, and I'm already ready to do it again next year.
1: Yeah, so much fun. Like, somehow we managed to make fun out of thin air. Even if only three people were to listen to this show, it was worth it for us because I know we had a blast doing it. So, always a pleasure. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Don't forget to – where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys, just a a month. And you can get all your Rangers minor league news. Thank you for subscribing to us on your favorite or following us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300 pound animal. This is your boy, Kev for all of our award winners, Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.